Welcome to Philanthropy Today, a podcast about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Together, we'll learn about the goals of the GMCF and the work of its staff, board members, and trustees. You'll hear about the GMCF's affiliate partners throughout North Central Kansas, and we'll also explore the efforts of area nonprofit agencies, their staff, and volunteers. Now, here's your host of Philanthropy Today, Dave Lewis. We have a delightful guest to join us on Philanthropy Today. Her name is Catherine Hensler. Catherine recently became the director of the Riley County Museums. And Catherine, thank you for joining us on Philanthropy Today's podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's that's a big deal to become the director of the museums. Yeah, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Well, and obviously everybody knows you got big shoes to fill, but you come into this job with uh, quite a background. So, so let's get to know Museum Director Catherine Hensler. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, I, I have, well, I do have a background. Um, I've got about 19 years experience working in museums um, in various capacities from archival and collections to museum management as executive director for um, two other museums. And I've had the opportunity to, um, because of my husband's job, move around the country and work in um, other communities around the United States. So I've done East Coast, West Coast, Central, South, um, and, and it, it's neat to see how different areas um, <clears throat> manage and um, I, I guess just the, the flavor that it creates at a museum. So um, I got to Kansas, um, Manhattan in 2017. So I've been here about five years and that's been um, just a great way to learn the community's history and learn about the landscape and the Flint Hills and really what a, a neat and unique both environmental and historical environment that we live in here. You kind of jumped right into it with uh, work that you did at the Flint Hills Discovery Center. Tell us about what you did there. Sure. So um, I was their assistant director and um, supported Susan Adams and um, also managed the development department. So that covered fundraising, capital campaigns, supporting of the foundation, um, sponsorships, and also marketing communications. Um, it was a wonderful place to work. I really missed it. I love it. Um, and you know, I, I still reference it a lot because it's got such a, a, a great place in my heart. Absolutely. Well, it's a, obviously a pretty good training ground to to move you into the new position here at the Riley County Museum. And, you know, there's a lot of people. I think it's kind of like one of the unsung great spots in Manhattan and Riley County because there's so much there uh, that you can learn. And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people take Riley County history uh, with a whole lot of enthusiasm, but there is so much that's there that that people don't realize. You know how important uh, you know this area was in in the settling of you know northeast, north central Kansas. Um, its role with underground railroads and slavery, and uh, and when you take into consideration the free state aspect of the founding of here, there's a, a lot. A lot there, including a big bell. Right, right. <laughs> yes, we do have a big bell. <laughs> the Hartford so, Bell. But no, 
I, I do think you're absolutely correct. And I, I don't know, it, history is always kind of a, a mixed bag of emotions. There are a lot of people who just look at it as, you know, took history classes in, in high school. They were boring. They were just a bunch of names and dates and things that happened and was never made real for me. But um, one of the things that we like to do in museums <clears throat> and really is a function of a museum and just the the avenue of public history is bringing history alive and making it relevant to people. Um, those of us who are historians really do believe, and I of course can't speak for all of them, but the modern historian really does want to connect um, you know, the, the story of history with people who are living in the current day, because I mean, uh, again, just speaking for myself, it's my philosophy that if we don't learn from our past, we're going to make the same mistakes or we, um, you know, maybe don't understand the value of, uh, an event or an activity or a movement. And, you know, I just, I think, by understanding and connecting to our history, we're able to become better people. And so um, at any institution I've ever worked at, that has been my goal of like, you know, let's take the history that we know and also research the things we don't know to create a place, a museum, a community center where we can connect with the people who live and work around us and really bring those stories to light and share those stories and make them interesting and enthusiastic and fun and um, connect with people and get them engaged in learning their own history. Um, and so I hope to do that here at the Rutley County Historical Museum. I will say that my predecessor did a wonderful job at that. Um, and, and not just Cheryl, but her staff as well. Um, the people that work here are very passionate about Riley County history and the stories and also getting people through the front door. Um, so you had mentioned us being, um, you know, this place, but I also wonder, you know, does everybody know what goes on? in this place what kind of resources we at the museum have so what kind of resources does the museum have well what first a great and lead foremost, in there <laughs> first and foremost is you know we are a community center we want our community to feel that this is a place that they're welcome to come into what regardless of what their interest is um join us visit us um so we do have exhibits so we function like your standard museum we've got exhibits that are available to the public and our admission here is free and we're very proud of that we feel that that removes a lot of barriers for uh visitation so in other cases you know other museums might have um admission fees our county subsidizes that for us and they make sure that we're able to um, provide free admission. So we have that exhibit component, but we also have um, a really extensive library and archives and that is also available to the public. Now that doesn't work quite as easily as just stepping in you know, walking in and expecting to use it, we do um, require, well, I shouldn't say require, we request uh, appointments to be made for that. But if anybody's doing research, um, whether it's somebody that's looking up information on their family history and just doing some personal genealogical work, or if it's somebody writing a book, or if it's a student that needs content for one of their um, assignments, uh, they can make an appointment at any time and our library staff will assist them 
and we've got just a vast collection of um, books, so historical texts, but maps and county records and city records and photography and just a, a really amazing collection. So one of the cool things with museums, and anyone who's worked in a museum knows this, but um, the general public may not. So when you come into a museum, what you see is probably 5% of what the museum has. So the things that get put on exhibit are usually just exceptional um, examples of, of a specific artifact or they're essential in telling the story that that museum's mission uh, adheres to. But they have so many things behind closed doors that um, can also be made available uh, by request. And we are that way at the Riley County Historical Museum. So if, um, you know, you come in and you see something that strikes your fancy, but you, or, or maybe it brings up a memory and you want to know if we've got something else, just reach out. Just let us know what you're looking for, and we'd be happy to assist in finding that. Um, if we can't find it, if we don't have it, we also, our, our staff has years of experience in the museum world, so we may know where to send you, where to find it for you, and how to point you in the right direction. Let's talk a bit about uh, some of the structure uh, that uh, the Riley County Museum operates under, and there's there's a lot of players involved. That is true. Um, so the, I guess first and foremost, the museum, which is located on Claflin Road, um, that is owned and managed by Riley County. And Riley County has put into place a board of trustees that act as an advisory board for us. So we've, we've got that key player. Then we have our nonprofit arm, which is the Riley County Historical Society, and they are able to conduct business, um, you know, as a nonprofit would. So they would manage the fundraising, the fundraisers, um, membership, gift shop sales, um, and that kind of thing. And then our society also owns some historic properties. So the historic house museums that are associated with us are all owned by the historical society. And those include the Wolf House Museum. Um, and it's also, so the Wolf House Museum also is a complex. It's got additional historic buildings on that complex. Um, and then we have the Pioneer Log Cabin, the Rocky Ford Schoolhouse, and my missing oh and very importantly too is another player um with the goodnow house so that is a state-owned property it's owned by the kansas historical society and then we have a partnership with them along with our historical society to manage that um facility and grounds and also keep it open as a museum so the goodnow house is situated on the same property as the claflin museum um, or I should call it the Museum on Claflin because it's not called the Claflin Museum. Um, but so Goodnow House has the same hours that our museum has. Um, the only day we're closed is Mondays, um, but our open hours are Tuesday through Friday from 8.30 in the morning until 5 in the evening. And then we're open on weekends, 2 to 5, both Saturday and Sunday. So Catherine Hensler is our guest here on Philanthropy Today. She has uh, recently been... Uh, uh, hired as the director for the Riley County Museum. Let's talk a little bit about uh, now that you have, have had the opportunity to be in the position for a couple of months, what you see and maybe uh, touch a little bit on some of the initiatives that uh, you might partake in. 
Awesome. Yeah. So there's a, there's done a lot of work. Um, a lot of it is also just for me, catch up and learning and, and figuring out what's been done in the past and what needs to be updated. So uh, one of the big things I noticed when I first came in is just um, our, uh, not our county policies, but our museum policies that are in place are all a little bit out of date and really um, just ready for update and review and approval. So those are things like the collections management policy, which is a roadmap for how our museum um, collects, manages, and preserves artifacts and items that would be in uh, the library and the archives. So our team is working on that. We also have an internal strategic plan that is due. So um, we are working with all of our partners, um, county, trust the um, museum trustees, the society board of directors and our staff to come up with, um, you know, a strategic plan that's going to lead us into the next five or so years. So that's been keeping us very busy. And those to me, just as an administrator, the roadmap documents that we need in order to, to move forward and, and be effective in our community. So um, that's been our big initiative, but <laughs> we also have initiatives of just like, we've got a lot of stuff here at the museum, um, a lot of backlog with um, just items in our education collection, which are, are not necessarily artifacts, um, but they go out into the community and used as teaching tools. But then we also have just a, a great amount of backlog of um, artifact items, photographs that have been donated, and we, we really need to sort through those. So those have been our big initiatives. Um, another thing that we're missing that we're working on right now has been a communications and marketing plan. And that, while, you know, from, from internally in a museum, it's not necessarily what we need as a roadmap for functioning within these walls, but it's probably one of the more important documents um, that we have to connect us to our community. So um, we haven't done here at the museum much technological marketing or digital marketing. And that's something that our community is going to see a lot more coming from us um, in the future. We're really going to utilize social media. And again, like these podcast opportunities are fabulous for us that we really appreciate being included in those kinds of things. Um, but we're also in need of updating our website and the information on our websites and um, just Moving forward with that kind of thing, we're, we're hoping gets us back on track and um, up and running at full steam. There's also the Riley County Historical Society. And how does that tie in with the work you do at the museum? So they act as a governing body. Now, they're an active board. Um, so they have specific committees. And those could include, you know, from strategic planning to communications and marketing to programs and preservation. Um, so each of those committees consist of board members who are all volunteer um, and they get together with us and our staff and and we plan for whatever that topic may be. So, for example, right now, the preservation 
committee is working on some repairs that need to be made on the Wolf House Museum complex. We have a, um, we've got the Wolf Photography Studio down there and that's in need of quite a few repairs. So we've been working with them to come up with a plan and set up funding and then connect with contractors, get estimates and, and now from there we, we make the work happen. So each of those committees act in the same or very similar manner. Um, we all work as a team. We pull the resources together and the brain power together and we make it happen. Well, there's an awful lot of uh, aspects to the museum. What are you looking forward to most in your new capacity as director? There's a lot I'm looking forward to. This is an exciting job and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think what I'm looking forward to is really getting the structure in place and and to seeing progress to these really big projects that we absolutely need to have done. For example, I mean, I brought up just the backlog that we've got. Um to me, it's going to be very exciting to see that backlog processed and the artifacts going into the collection and being properly prepared and, and conserved. Um, that's going to make me very happy when we start to free up some of that extra space in the museum. But also, I think we're, we're at a juncture at this museum. So um, it's been around since the late 70s. And I, I should say... The museum building has been around since the late 70s. The society and the collection component of the museum has have been around over 100 years. So this is a longstanding organization in the community. It wasn't until the late 1970s that this museum building was built. Um, but that's over 40 years ago, and the... The building is old and it needs some updates and it's not necessarily up to like, um, I don't want to say up to museum standards because it is, but even just like the the modern entryway of a museum of how it welcomes visitors and guests. Um, we, we need some great upgrades there of just, you know, what visitors encounter when they first walk into a museum. So I think there's a lot of improvement um, and growth and development right here on site with this museum. And I, I know our county commissioners are looking forward to hearing some of the plans. Our board of directors is interested in knowing um, what some of the potential could be. So I think we have the opportunity of some pretty cool big projects coming up. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say in the next two or three years, this is probably like five, seven, ten year program, but the only way we can do that down the road is if we start the conversations now. So I'm really excited to see, um, you know, what comes of this museum building, what we're going to be able to do. Well, you bring some great vision to the position and uh, obviously a lot of enthusiasm. And we're looking forward to uh, further visits here on uh, Philanthropy Today and, and certainly encourage people to go visit the Riley County Museum. And uh, let's once again just put a quick plug in on hours and location. Yes, so um, we're located at 2309 Claflin, and um, the only day of the week we are closed to the public is Monday. So you can come in 
Tuesday through Friday from 8.30 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon. And then Saturdays and Sundays were open from 2 to 5. We have our, our museum set up as um, a self-guided tour. But then uh, with the Good Know House, which is also on site, we do have a, a docent-led tour that goes through that facility. So uh, give yourself a good hour and a half to two hours to come through. And uh, we're also air-conditioned. So <laughs> this summer, That's it a bonus. has been a necessity. <laughs> that's a bonus yes yes but also um remember it's free admission um but we do have a membership program so if anyone's interested in getting further involved just check with um you know the the docent you meet up front and ask about membership and we'd love to have you become part of our family sounds absolutely delightful it's a, been a delightful interview Catherine, and uh, good luck in your new position and uh, we look forward to further visits Thank you, Dave. We really appreciate the opportunity. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad AdAstraCast. Follow us online at AdAstraCast.com.